Welcome along to another week on the Semi Pros. Great to have your company on the program. Plenty coming up. What's happening in sport this week? There's been new coaches have been announced. There's been all sorts of things happening in sport. Footy finals starting to heat up. They're just around the corner. We'll talk all about that. Locally, it is the matchup of the century. DDBBL round one, promoter's dream. It is the live-wired lightning featuring none other than our own Troy Gursky up against the Grammar Blazers featuring none other than our own Steve Glover. So they go head-to-head. So we'll have a bit of fun with that on the show. And we've got uh, Grant Spies from the Lightning joining us and also Steve Fryer from the Grammar Blazers joining us. So we'll have a bit of fun. They are our ITP Haynes Wilson special guests joining us on the program tonight. Also, thanks to Hogan's Family Jewelers. We will have a look at the highs and lows that have been this week. That's all coming up on the Semi Pro. Stay with us. Welcome along to the semi-pros. Gee, I'm excited this week, really excited. The semi-pros showdown. Boys are here. We're ready to go. Steve Glover, how are you going, mate? Good, mate. Don't, I shouldn't get too excited. I might be just sitting on the pine waving the towels or something like that. Towel waver? We might be, yeah. Oh, just a low low number 13 or 14 round pick, mate, so not expected to do too much. So Right. What about Troy? I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> what are we expecting from you then, Troy? I don't know. I'm just a 42-year-old old has-been, so I don't know what we're expecting, aren't we, between the two of us? I'll tell you what, mate, he's got to – I hope he's been in there doing a few struggles because he's going to be doing a fair bit of carrying, I'd be reckoning. No, I've had a few, had a few hits, ready to, ready, ready to roll, looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, can't wait. Right. I think everyone's busting the seams to get out there for a run. I can't wait. Camp. Can't yeah. wait. So – we're going to talk all about that as our Haynes Wilson ITP special guest feature this week. So Grant Spees and Steve Fry are going to join us. So we'll add in a few other extras to hopefully talk some sense to us as well about this contest. But welcome back this week to the new father, Joel Stower. How are you? Mate, going well. Going real well. Um, enjoying my uh, last week off of the old uh, paternity leave and then back to back to reality next week for me. But it's certainly been a, a change, that's for sure. I thought you were staying home, mate. You're going to be a full-time dad. Mate, I've been trying to press the missus for that, but she's sort of hit me with a good one. Who's going to, how am I going to feed the little fella? I said, that, did, uh, Milton, the Milton comes around every week, doesn't he? I'll get a couple of litres off him and he'll be sweet. When did blokes start getting maternity leave? <laughs> Gee up, isn't it? Mate, oh, I think that was when, when, they started, when they started doing the equality stuff, mate, I think it was. So what's good enough for one, it's for all sort of, sort of jazz, mate. I'll tell you what you can expect from Glover, though, this week in this big matchup. Even if he's playing or not playing, he certainly warmed the old vocal cord up last week out of the old action into an arena. <laughs> uh, you can you probably expect a bit more of that from the, from the G train, I'd say. That's about the only warm up I need, too. Like, that's about the only skill I've got when it comes to playing sport these days. So, nothing to back it up either, no, unfortunately. Was this, Man, is this all G- this infamous head that I missed? 
Yeah, no, you missed, yeah. you missed out on a bit of a good show. Troy didn't want to be a part of it, so G and I sort of had to try to get the dragon. <laughs> I, was there for, the night. I was there for the first half of it. I'll tell you what, there was some, there was actually some quite funny chat getting thrown around. Uh, yeah, there's a few, there's a few boys uh, from Strathpine that had got a bit, a little bit of a ear bashing, I suppose. But I'll tell you what, it added to the atmosphere. It was a good, good night out there, and. I was saying to the boys afterwards, it was a cracking game. Tumble lads went down by, you know, went down the last couple of balls, but up against good opposition, it was a crack, real cracker of a game. And a couple of lads here just added hey, to what, the some, <laughs> some players on display, wasn't they? All that Cameron Boyce, geez, he can play. Yeah, yeah, he's handy cricketer, that bloke. He, he was copping a little bit too. <laughs> I think he's probably copped worse on the Bad. Bad combination, bad yeah. combination, you pair. So what? So that so they um so the local boys there they they knocked out. Was that semis last week? Yeah, went down, but they yeah they get two bites. They finished second, so they've got okay. another crack this weekend. So hopefully they can bounce back and then have another another crack at Strathpine the week after. So right, mm. we'll have a look at that. Let's jump on the semi pro soapbox. What's on your mind this week, Joel? You've had a week off. You can kick us off. Yeah, no. Um, what's on your mind? The two lads in England. I don't know if you boys saw that uh, England played against Iceland during the week. Um, Mason Greenwood, he plays for Manchester United, and Phil Foden plays for Manchester City. Both made their debut. And then uh, afterwards, the boys thought they might celebrate the England cap by uh, smuggling a couple of locals back into the uh, hotel room. Got a punted from the uh, from the tour. They paid off a couple of hotel staff, I think, to smuggle a, smuggle a couple of girls off the old Tinder up, up to the room. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately for the boys, that was the end of their... England, um, England Davos, they've been punted. One and only. One way to celebrate, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, well, being banished, so. Yeah, yeah try right. out the local talent. Yeah, so. Yeah. Now, Troy, you might have, we talked about the Gursky curse. Last week, we were talking about Novak. Yeah. Well, he was in the news this week, so I we won't talk about that in the Southern Hotel Shot Clock. But anyway, you cursed him last week. So who, who are you putting the mocker on this week on the soapbox? The oh, mate beside me a lot, this one. What's the matter, Parramatta? <laughs> they, uh, what, what, what's the guy? Can, can they win the comp? That, that, that's my question. Can, can, they win, can they win the competition? Um, from what they've shown in the last month, I'm saying no. They were, you know, they were in the market there probably six, eight weeks ago, putting the top two or three. But just from what I've seen, I just don't think they can – I don't think they can bounce back and win the competition. I think they're – They won last week, didn't they? Yeah, they, they got out of jail against the Warriors, got got owned by a try mm-hmm. in the end. Um, oh, no, I just the don't think they're playing – been on a bit of a trot. What's that, mate? The Warriors have been going pretty red hot too. I think they smacked mm-hmm. them. Wouldn't say red hot. earlier. Yeah. We, we all know what's the matter with Parramatta, and it's it's September, mate. It's finals time, and it comes time to stand up and be counted. So that is where Parramatta disappear. We all know that. It was coming the whole season. It was just the build-up that got us to this point, and here we are. It's good to see. <laughs> right, well, I, 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 wanna, I want to put it to me. I want to put it to Joel. Do you, do, you, do you think you can win the comp, mate? Nah. Oh, fly under the radar. That's what we'll do. We're no chance if we're, if we're asking you. Oh, I, 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 think, I do think we're no chance, anyway. I'm damned if I... Some bad internet there, Joel. I'm damned if I don't. 
That's a good Can you hear look. Me now? <laughs> Can you hear me now on my back or what? Yeah, you're back. Yeah. Something yeah, about you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if I say, yeah, I think we can win the comp, then I'm just going to get roasted here. And typical Parramatta fever, all, all the rest of it. And if I say, no, we're, we're no chance to try to fly under the radar, well, you know. So it's just, it'd just be a matter of a no comment, really. If you say no chance, you'll be right. So what, what are you saying, Troy? They can? No, I don't think they can win. No, I think there's no chance. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. say no chance because I'll be in the eight. But... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what we are, Troy. Better chance than your mob. There you go. You are, mate, but that wasn't the question. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so. yeah. we, know, yeah. we know we're going no good. But but I mean, yeah, it's, pretty, I just... it's, pretty, it's pretty easy to rule off. It's pretty what are, you, what are you saying, Steve? Can they, what are you, you're, you've penned them as well or what? I'll pen them at the start, mate. Pretend <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I reckon they can. As I said, I reckon there's six teams that can win it. There you go. And they're the top six right now. We're all some champ. Who are they? Sydney, the Roosters. Oh, well, you got the, the Storm. Storm. <laughs> yeah, Storm. Storm, Roosters. Who else is in there? Para. Um, who else? Anyway, Panthers, the top six. Panthers, I can't remember who they are. Panthers, Amber, Panthers. I think you're South. just about down to two. Yeah, I think you're close. Who are they? Two. Who's the two? Roosters and Panthers. I don't think Melbourne have got the – they've had a too, too much uh, run with uh, injury, so a bit of a, a halted setup. And I've just seen, yeah, Penrith are flying and then um, the Roosters, they They've had their little lull. They'll come good, get everyone back. So, hmm. until this week, maybe the Knights I, will get I, over. I disagree. I disagree. I reckon. I don't reckon the Panthers can win it. Why? They haven't got the experience. I think they're all young fellows. They're on a high at the moment. Wait till the eels roll them this week, and they'll. I'll just go bundle them from there. If the eels roll them this week, it'll be the best thing that happens to them. You know, just restock, get going. They're, they're chasing down both a record. Them, I reckon. It'll be the best thing that happened for both of them. They're chasing down a record. What was it? The Bulldog won 17 in a row. What are they won now? 13, 14? I don't know. I should know. This bloke at council nah, no Panthers 15, telling me all about it. 15 in a row. Yeah. Right, so that's, pretty, that's your... They've got a couple of very winnable games too, haven't they, the last couple? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They should win. They, they, should, they actually week. should win out, really, on form, so... But that's not being Einstein. They're on top of the ladder. Um, Steve, what do you got? What's 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 gloves catch this week? I'm going to go um, a bit of a chat, and it's rearing its ugly head. And it's it's not just the Curic stewards, but the racing judicial system having all sorts of dramas. We saw uh, Ben Curry get his decision overturned a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've got who's who's the punter? Riding on a stay of proceedings, so he's copped three years and can still go there down in, in Sydney. The job, oh yeah, Hieronymus, uh, Adam Hieronymus. Yeah, Hieronymus. So he can, no, 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 he's got three years and still ride around. And uh, the, ben, the Benny Mellon, Pete. He's yeah. And the story today that's coming out where the so-called case against Weir, there isn't video footage as, as they thought there was, and they're relying mm-hmm. on somebody to be an eyewitness in their testimony, and now they're, they've gone up in air saying, oh, well, we, we're not 100% sure that we actually saw him using the jigger. So, mate, it's just a, a debacle. And if uh, 
it was an interesting story and it was more so about the uh, capacity to um, come back and, uh, and what is, what's the word, Joel, fight for, like, loss of income and those sort of things if, if we get to a point where they don't have the evidence to, to back up because they basically destroyed that bloke. Um, yep. So, but it's just an absolute circus sort of thing, especially if this come even the circus as it is, getting the curry one overturned after they so-called make all these decisions as the uh, the judge and the executor and the uh, everything there. So if the same thing happens to we are, then, geez, there's got to be an overhaul of the whole racing situation. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't see that. That's, that's, watch this space. Yeah. Watch this space. Well, that's an interesting one. So um, we dragged on this, with the, but the one I wanted to bring up was um, around Rugby League-wise, I think I mentioned to you boys earlier this week, so we saw – Hook Griffin got the job at St George, so St George Club obviously that has had no success in a long period of time. Underachieved for a long period of time. They sacked the coach, who's one of their favourite sons of the club, so he's gone. So they're out in the market for a uh, a new coach. So um, they give the job to Anthony Griffin. So he's been sacked from his last two jobs. Um, Penrith they were running fourth at the time when he got bulleted. At Brisbane, he was probably a bit of a victim again there because obviously Wayne was lurking in the in the background, so that sort of saw him out. But that's probably not my point. My point I was thinking about is, and, and I can't remember if it might have been Joel or someone said, well, we didn't have much to choose from. And it reminded me of the conversation we had with Ben Walker when we talked about who's a risk and who isn't a risk. So who's more a risk, a, a winning duo at a, a lower level that's proven success there or a bloke who's been sacked twice as an NRL coach? Like, you know what I mean? So, and I said, I don't know, well, you know, who's next? Matthew Elliott, he might get the job, but he's been sacked more times as well. So is it just a case of once you get in there and if you get sacked a couple of times, all of a sudden you just sort of bounce around and you get another job eventually? It's like yeah, they, or, at the moment, yeah. it's like, it's yeah, good like point. they've got to um, get sacked from one or two clubs before they actually find their niche a lot of the time now, isn't it? Like, they're all bouncing around. Yeah. They've all got, you know, been to one club or two clubs and then some of them come up gold a bit. Like, you know, Ivan Cleary's obviously found his spot now um, and he's doing obviously good things at Penrith. Um, I was saying to you boys the other day, I thought he was go- I thought Hook was going all right. Obviously at Penrith, he had him in the top four. Yeah. Um, and when he's at Brisbane, I thought he was, he was doing some good stuff too. But, yeah, I don't know whether it was just a, a falling out with, some other bigger personalities. Obviously, Brisbane, he had, what, Bennett and Penrith, true. he had Gould. He couldn't find any bigger. True, no, true. But uh, I'm, I'm, real, I'm really interested to see how it goes now on this third crack. I've been around a bit now. So hmm. The other thing I'll throw in, so look at, for example, so the Titans bring in a Justin Holbrook, left field. No one ever really heard. Well, you know, he's not a household name. and coached the NRL before. They're going great. I know they're out of the eight, but you know what I mean? Like what he's doing with that squad. Steve, your mob. Adam O'Brien, I don't know who the hell that was, and now all of a sudden, look how well he's look how well he's going with the with the Knights. He probably said the same with Seabolt when he was first year at South. But anyway, that's but yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just I kind of just thought I sort of thought about it, and I thought um, as Ben Walker put it that day, he said, "Who's a bigger risk?" So yet they're sort of perceived as a as as a risky conveyance to take on as a NRL coaching position. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, wouldn't it be a, chew on that. That's, that's, that's a risk because you know they can 
the ones they are putting in, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're less of a risk, aren't they? In terms of that's why they keep well, doing they? because oh well they've done a job before, so we know. That. Oh, I, mean, look, I don't agree. With, I think I think what you're trying to say. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think, but that, that's that's the image. Or that's the the way a club looks at it, is what well they've coached before. You know what I mean? I don't. I agree. I 100 agree what you're saying in terms of are they really though? But that's the way a club would look at it. Mm. Anyway, interesting. Let's see how Anthony Griffin mm. goes with the with the Dragons. Excitingly, this weekend, as I said, uh, hopefully we won't be any coach sackings or player sackings in the DDBBL after round one, the lightning up against the Grammar Blazers. Exciting to talk about the uh, the dream matchup, the semi-pro showdown. We'll take a break, and after the break, we're going to have a couple of guests from both teams joining us to join our illustrious duo over here to talk about this big game on Sunday. That's up next on the semi-pros. Hey guys, Cohen and Liam here from Haynes Wilson and today we're sitting with Steve from Paragon Homes and checking out the new display home at the Lees. Thanks for having us, mate. No, mate, thanks for popping by us. Mate, I'm a big fan of Paragon. I love the stuff that you guys do. It's really unique and sort of like I find like our clients, they, they get it designed to their specific needs. Every build's different. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, mate, exactly right. And really, we wanted to give more to our clients and the process that I used when I built a house and land packages went through designed a brief around what we're trying to create within the home, the feel, uh, how it needed to function, the purpose of the home, to bring together a home which really tries to target what you're trying to get at the end of the day and yep. create a home that, that's more than just a couple of lines that slapped on a plan, uh, thrown on a block. Like There's so much you can do when you build a home and, and making sure you get that better result out of out of building a home at the end of the day. When you get the keys, you get that elation, you walk in the door, it's somewhere you just love to be. Yeah, and it's just yours. It's totally different. Mate, love it. You're doing a good job, man. Really. Thanks to the team there from Haynes Wilson. Checking out the display home there from Paragon. Check it out if you get the chance. Righto. This weekend, Glover v. Gursky blazes up against the Lightning. I think we've got joining us now from the live-wired Lightning, one of the team owners, Grant Spees, and from the Grammar Blazers. Maybe, hopefully, is uh, is it? Yeah, here he's rolls on. Is Steve? So, first of all, Speezy, welcome along, mate. This is pretty exciting. Round one, you guys have got a bit to live up to, defending premiers and all. Yeah, yeah, we do. Thanks for having us on, boys. It's um, I can't come around quick enough, can it? We're chomping at the bit. I think everyone now that the, the realization that something's going to happen, sports back on, and and everyone's keen to to get amongst it. I know, I know, our boys certainly are. That's for sure. All right. And Steve, for yourself, um, new kids on the block, ready to go. First game for the Blazers, make their debut. Yeah, we're pretty excited. Thanks for having us. Right, let's talk about this. So, how's it going, Troy? Inside, how's how's the Lightning travelling? Yeah, mate, we had a few runs. The boys, we um, we're lucky. We got a couple of. Uh, we're led by Aiden Watterson, who's obviously he's been had a big preseason. He's doing some good stuff in Brisbane. Uh, and we've got a couple other Brisbane players as well. But, no, it's been good. We've we got the boys together a few times and have a run around and uh, get ready for the first matchup. Everyone's keen as mustard, I think. I think everyone's just keen to get out and play cricket, get out there and get amongst it. So, yeah. It'll be good. Steve Glover, the old returning dark horse. He uh, got picked up by the old school mob. He's mm. back. Yeah, mate. Mind the bat. Took a bit of fun and to get to gather up the cricket gear too. So uh, a, few, a few running repairs to the bat and the uh, the spikes and maybe a bit of new kit. We'll have to have to see. So yeah, but no, it's been really good. I've only 
had one bat and I probably was better off not having it, having a go because it probably it, it dwindled the confidence more than uh, more than enhanced. But, uh, really good group of guys, and I'm pretty excited to get involved with it. And um, and as Steve, I've been up at part of Grammar, being uh, privy to the use of the facilities up there. It gives you a bit of a taste of really what some of the professionals are when they make that stage in, in terms of facilities and the usage of that, what they get. So it's um, no, it's been really good to be involved with. Sweezy, what, what sort of – where are you guys training? Are you on state-of-the-art as well? Mate, wherever we can, end of the cul-de-sac, you know, <laughs> wherever, wherever we can get together. No, we've been, no, we go to Rockville Park. We went out to Highfields Park, actually, uh, the new sports park out there the other day and had a bit of a whack around. So, um, yeah, mate, that's – that's the thing. These guys, most of these guys are A-grade cricketers, so they're all um, having a hit anyway for their respective clubs. So we we feel that we don't need to overtrain them. They know how to play cricket, so uh, it's more just getting the boys together and uh, getting everyone to know each other, and and yeah, getting getting keen to play. Right. Well, let's talk about the obvious here. So the Glover Gursky matchup. So I know with their cell the cells here at the semi pros when we saw that was the round one matchup. How, how good's that? So, Troy, you were sort of nattering something before Steve came on that he's, he's never beat you or whatever. What's the, what's the what's the track record? No, we wouldn't. One want to bring it up, mate. It'd be dismal. But, um, <laughs> it's um, probably good, but I think I'm heading to the 20s, so I'm, I'm pretty sure we're playing 2020s this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> one, another record that's a bit dismal is um, Speezy's tried horse selections. I hope he's tried horse. Here goes a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> I miss more. I'm more interested to see whether what's Mr. Fry is going to do with Steve. Will he rest him straight up? Because uh, he's, I reckon he's got one and a half games. I reckon. So I'm just interested to see when he's going to inject him. Whether he wants to get rid of him first up or bring him halfway through the season. Be <laughs> it's all part of the strategy, isn't it? No, I mean, so uh, all we have to do is uh, get a couple of big bombs over the fence at some stage, and um, we'll, we'll be happy, won't we? Mm. So that means he's playing. Twelfth round oh. pick, mate. I don't think we'd be uh, <laughs> in a hurry to inject him in. <laughs> uh, oh, mate, we haven't done our team as yet, so uh, when we get round to that, we'll, uh, we'll we'll address that on Sunday um, um, when we all get together. So from there, I mean, who knows at the moment, mate? Uh, hey, Mr. Bruglecombe has that all under control. That was what I wanted to ask you, Steve. Um, you've got Cam Cam Brimblecombe um, at the helm, cracking bloke. How's it been working with him, mate? No, it's good. No, I mean, he just loves his cricket so much, doesn't he? No, I mean, and, and Muppet, it's exactly the same. So both the boys just talk cricket 24-7, which is, which is really, really cool. So, um, and he's been around the traps, which is really, really awesome. And it's some great experience for some of these younger fellas. And, um, and we've got a good mix of a few older fellas to inject a bit of, um, bit of fun in the team as well. Mm. Speezy, what about for you guys? Different captain, different squad? Um... A few yeah, faces, a few captain. familiar faces. Yeah, different. We only, we only kept two from last year. There's only uh, Aiden uh, and Connor Philp. There are only two from yeah. last year. So I think our boys were pretty, um, pretty high, high ticket items in the in the draft. But no, mate, the field's been good. It's it's been very much similar to last year. Um, we're not trying to change too much. So um, no, it's been it's been good. It's been enjoyable already. So we've just been keen to get the lads together, and it's been well. So, but one, one thing that no one's actually really spoken about so far is everyone's saying that the old Grimmer Blazers are the, the new kids on the block, but they're, they're still an affinity of the of the old George Banks team. So realistically, <laughs> it's a grand final rematch, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I keep true. saying, Speezy, it's just about, uh, we've just rebranded. 
I mean, so that's right. Um, so that's, that's right. all we've done. So, so yeah. Because how many you got, fun. Steve, that are coming back from George Banks? You got a, you got a couple, oh. don't you? Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, a couple have come back, and I mean, uh, Ali Wilson, uh, Liam Brown. Yep, a couple of those boys, um, which would be good. So it's good to we we had a good uh, mix of quite a few boys that we sort of um, knew quite well, and we went in with a strategy of hoping to get a few old boys in in, in the team. But reality is, I think we worked out about six or uh, seven or eight, though that sort of accidentally worked out that way. So um, so yeah, mate, that keeps the boss happy. My end as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait. So for round one, so I said with everything that's sort of been going on and 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 uncertainty around sport in general, to know that you know we'll get out there on Sunday and see the uh, and see the opening round must be um, must be pretty exciting uh, for you guys to to be a part of. So I'll start with you, Steve. I guess just to see, as I said, just to be able to get out there and play sport. Yeah, oh, mate, it's, it's such a massive part of our community, isn't it? I mean, we're all cricket uh, tragics uh, in our own right as well. So uh, absolutely wonderful start to the season. Brisbane A-grade started last weekend. So it's sort of all the uh, the bat on the willow, sort of um, the smells and sounds of cricket all starting for, for that type of the, the summer period, which is which gets a, gets us all going in the morning, doesn't it? Yeah. Spazzy, do, do you feel any pressure on your guys this year, your inaugural winners? Not really, mate, because because it's so fresh and new this year. So not really, but um, it's it, it's going to be similar to last year. We've sort of been going through the team lineups, trying to pick who's who's the uh, who's the team to beat and and throw a blanket across them all again. So uh, I think it'll be a it'll, it'll be a, another great year. But yeah, just I'm like a caged lion, mate. I can't wait to get out there. <laughs> I'm just chomping at the bit. <laughs> I think that's one of the best parts of the comp is that I don't think there is a favourite. I mean, because like, I don't think anyone can actually ascertain which team's stronger because everyone's sort of pretty much got a good blanket across uh, skill and experience across all teams. I, I tell you what one has thing. done, like ha- having the, the draft system, like as Speed, um, as you said before, they won the comp last year and they've got two players from, from that team. Like, it's, it, it does its job, doesn't it, having a, having a fresh draft and getting mm. one or two new teams in it just spreads the talent across all six teams. Again, it's, it's, Kent's done an unbelievable job in that way. Mm, absolutely. So what, what role are you going to play on the weekend, Troy? What's your, what's your uh, what, what will you be doing this season for the Lightning? Um, Not captain, obviously, like you had last year with the Aztecs, so different role? Yeah, different role. It's good actually um, going along and can... Um, Hopefully, lend a bit of guidance to a few young fellas. Um, obviously, one thing that everyone we, you've been talking about, man, glove having a showdown. Well, it just won't happen because there's no way one of us will be bowling because we would be blowing <laughs> hamstrings. So, yeah, no, obviously, uh, yeah, probably obviously batting somewhere up the top there, and hopefully can put some good contributions in and yeah, get us a few wins. Be nice. Mm-hmm. I did roll the arm over the nets the other day, and I didn't know whether my elbow was going to dislocate, my quad was going to tear off the bone, or my Achilles was going to snap, or it was going to be a combination of all three. (laughs) (laughs) And Steve, from your point of view, selecting Steve Glover, was there any concerns around drafting him after reading his, um, I guess his... His um, <laughs> preamble of why he'd be unavailable on the—he's probably available again now. He's, he's mm. mentioned he wouldn't be able to play in the second week. Was that any concerns here? Just his commitment yeah. to the team? 
Absolutely not. So um, listen, it's just good to have good people around the team. So uh, I think, Speezy, you mentioned before that, I mean, we can't teach anyone how to play cricket in the next six weeks, So, but we can have a lot of fun while we're doing it. So that's, that's, that's part of the selection process. So, Glove, are you playing second week now or...? Third week, isn't it? I think. Third week, I've, sorry. Sorry. Mm. Third week, yeah. I've been, I've been told there's a double header and then the Brisbane guys aren't available. So that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> you're shooing. You're shooing. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. You got the early game after Wheatwood? With double header, so I'll have the early and the late game. So, <laughs> you know, I, uh, yeah. No, no, it'll be good. I think I will be available. I'll just be uh, fairly tame. Uh, we would like it generally am most years. <laughs> Heard a lot of cricketers uh, beware the drunken cricketer on a on a on a Sunday. Sometimes they can uh, <laughs> yeah. they can they can reap reap rewards. Sometimes it, it and I'd say this not out of experience, but it can make you concentrate harder because it's harder to see the ball and you have to actually <laughs> put your mind on it so you don't hurt yourself. Hundred percent. That's probably that's a theoretically outcome from that. <laughs> but when you're running, you're loose. You just yeah. throw them down. Yeah, has been has been proven many times, though. Yeah, well, we might might see it in a few weeks' time. Mm. I'm sure we'll see it in a few weeks' time. Mm. Can do, can do. Hey, Spies, I did want to mention um, you guys were, were very big on the uh, incorporating families, young kids, all that sort of stuff, getting them around for hit. Um, I suppose that's going to be somewhat restricted this year in terms of what's going on with the uh, with the world at the moment, COVID and that sort of stuff. But are you still trying to incorporate as much as that as you can and, and involve the firms, involve the kids, bridge that gap between years sort of thing? Yeah, Glove, we definitely are. So uh, on the Lightning uh, Facebook page today, we announced that, yeah, the, the we had the program last year that we called the Little Lightning Legends. Um, which was simply just to get kids into cricket because, I don't know, or, or most guys, uh, it's Australian dream, isn't it, of being a cricketer and, and getting these kids involved early on in their in their life. And um, so this year we said, yep, yep, we definitely want to still do it again. But unfortunately, yeah, like you said, due to COVID, it's going to be res- to a, res- a restricted um, sort of level. Uh, still get the kids along, still get them to meet all the players and whatnot. we still got a few f- little freebies and whatnot to give out. Um, look, if a kid happens to bring their own bat along and we can throw a little softball to them and they belt it, look, I'm sure there's no dramas in that. But um, for actually, yeah, getting in and doing, we did like a little training run sort of thing last year, which um, which was really good. The kids got involved, the, the players got involved, coaches. Um, so, yeah, look, it's disappointing that we can't do it to its full extent this year, mate. But, uh, look, we, we're we big on family. Um, most people know that me, me and Painey, we both got – both got kids and families, and they play cricket and all sorts of sport. And most of the guys, um, we encourage them to bring their families, bring their wives, bring everyone along to the game if they can, because that's that's what it's all about. Realistically, this comp is is getting people together. So hopefully, fingers crossed that we actually get a few people out there and have a. I think I said on the post today, a socially distanced great time on the weekend. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So it's all on Sundays. So when are you guys? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. All games at two o'clock, mate. So games, yeah. Cook Oval, Country Cook six, seven, and eight. Three games concurrently. Walk between them. You'll get to see some great action, I'm sure. So that's uh, that's all happening on Sunday. Now, with just the condensed nature of the competition and everything, it's an obvious statement, I know. But getting a win first up is very important. So this, uh, you always want to start the season on a winning night. So this is an important one to to kick off uh, with a win. 
So um, so that adds extra pressure to game one. Oh, well, yeah, no one wants I mean. to lose, do they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so, yeah, there's, mate, there's nothing like starting front foot. Mm. Yeah, so we'll see who does that this weekend. So the Lightning up against uh, the up against the Blazers. So Glover, Gursky, what's your prediction? What's going to happen Sunday? Give us something, Steve. Well, I, I don't like from a mate to mate. I really hope Troy does outperform his average of three last year and score a few more rounds because he's bitterly disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. So from a mate's point of view, I hope he, I hope he does, but. From a team point of view, I hope he just continues that good 2024 and that he's shown through DDBBL1. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm just looking forward to the game. I'll uh, we'll let everything, whatever happens on the field, happen on the field. Eh? So no point shooting my mouth off. Just go out and let the bat do the talking. I think it's a little bit, a little bit higher than threes in the 20s last year. Steve likes to bring Mavericks oh. down a bit, but. Yeah, we'll be right. Looking forward to it. I'm, not, I'm actually just looking forward to having a run against the, the bloke again. It's been a while, so um, we always have a, a good, healthy relationship on the field. Um, there'll be a bit of banter, I think. So, yeah, looking forward to it. You're good. So, when's the last time you played the strength, You'd find the strength and you'd uh, try to stretch the hammies a bit if he's got the bat and you're looking for someone to bowl. You'd, you'd steam a few down at him, wouldn't you? I would love to, but there's no chance. Yeah, no <laughs> chance. <laughs> what about you, Jay? You would, wouldn't you? No, well, no if, if they saw they saw me in the nets and Brim was there, if I get thrown the ball, it would be a, a either a minor miracle or a, a complete black, complete brain fade from Brim. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, can't, I can't wait. Actually, I haven't, I haven't been playing any sport outside golf and that, and back in that team team arena and. Um, and they like Sweezy said, like, man, it's just about bringing people together and being back in there. And that's half the enjoyment of playing sports. Yeah. Up. Mate, talking to the boys and getting involved and see what happened on the last weekend and who did well on and off the field and all that sort of stuff. And, and that, just that team camaraderie. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, mate, whether I'm sitting on the bench waving the towels, as I said earlier, or, or, or out there playing some minuscule part, Happy to um to be involved anyway, and especially with this, following the success of what the DDBBL last season was, just to um yeah to, to get a get an opportunity to to have a crack at that. It's pretty awesome, pretty exciting. Hey, we spoke about this last year, didn't we? How um this competition brings blokes back. Like Steve, Steve's a perfect example. He hasn't played for what is it? Gloves two two or three years probably he hasn't played for. Mm-hmm. And the concepts brought him back, and he's not the only one. There's a, there's a handful mm. of blokes like that that are coming back to play. Um, and, and, and a dozen schooners at the Southern on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Before nominating, probably. We'll, we'll always get you over the line, yeah. But, like, we got him back and we got other blokes coming back. But plus, these blokes are getting to see these younger fellas that are coming through as well. That, that's that's the art of it. It's great seeing you've got the 17-year-olds coming back. You've got the blokes, you know, myself who are in their 40s. Like, you've got blokes that... Probably wouldn't normally play cricket against each other, but they are because of it. It's great concept. Yeah, no, it's it's terrific. And then, and obviously for uh, grammar for live wide, it gives you guys an opportunity to to be involved and own a you know to own a franchise. I think everyone, I think anyone anywhere that's been involved in sport, you think I'd love to own a footy team or a cricket team or a basketball team, whatever it is. So this gives you guys that opportunity to do that, basically. 
Yeah, well, technically, I don't own it. My headmaster does, so <laughs> <laughs> call me an operating manager for a better term. <laughs> yeah, and I tell everyone, absolutely everyone, so I own it for the team. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So it's yeah, it's 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 good fun. So and even like us, we've had a bit of fun with the semi pro. So Joel's aligned himself with Steve, and I've obviously aligned myself with with Troy. So. We'll be out there uh, in opposing corners on the on the weekend, so should be good actually. So just just to see. Hopefully, it's not a fizzer. You know, most of these contests you build up and they just end up then. Hopefully, something. Hopefully, one of you does something. Anything. <laughs> could be a, could be a fizzer. <laughs> we both might be on the bench. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully, you do something. Give oh, right. something. We'll, we'll show you some glimpses of something anyway. Don't know what it'll be, but stretching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. might, yeah, exactly. They might want to get some stump mics out there. That'd make it interesting. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. We'll talk to um, who does the stream. Sorry, I should know that. Top uh, PT. Yeah. Vicky. Yeah. Vicky. I'll have yarn to him. See if we can get some stump cams. So and and mics. Probably don't want that. Someone, someone on the five yeah. second. <laughs> Probably don't want that. Probably don't want that. But yeah, no. So round one, two o'clock. Captain Cook, so all the teams will be in action out there, six, seven, eight, as we mentioned. So live wide lightning up against the Grammar Blazers. One of you blokes will tell me who the other teams that are playing each other are. Who's playing uh, the other Rob fields? Scan, Rob Scan are playing the uh, Hip Pocket Rockets. Yep. And Ada Care will be playing Valley Raptors then. Okay, so that's uh, so they're the matches that are on this weekend. Um, Grant. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for giving us a bit of your time on the show this week. All the best this weekend and all the best uh, this season to both of you. Yeah, Love it. Thanks, welcome. James. Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. thanks for having us. You're watching the semi pros. We'll take a break. Up next, we'll have a look at the Southern Hotel shot clock. At the Southern Hotel, our Sunday steak special has been so popular, we want to offer it on Saturday too. 180 gram rump mignon, 400 gram New York cut T-bone, or a huge 500 gram grain-fed rump. All to just $23.95. It's better at the Southern. Most certainly is better at the Southern. Pop down, see the team there at the Southern, obviously operating there all week round. Pop down for a meal, pop down to watch some sport. Pop down for a drink, whatever you would like. They've got it all there for you at the Southern Hotel Bar 839, and they present each week our shot clock segment. Righto, boys, Southern Hotel shot clock. First topic I want to talk about, Novak Djokovic. So he's been binned in the US Open. He's hit a ball person. Didn't do it on per. Well, it didn't, you know, he, he didn't intently turn around and belt it at them. But anyway, that was the end result, and he's been disqualified. Justified or what? What do you, what do you make of the incident? Yeah. It's in the rules. Yeah. Um, and they all know it. All the players know how strict it is, the rules. And you can tell, like, you know, normally when they finish a game and they're going to hit a ball over to a ball board, pretty much they just tap it on the ground. Whereas mm -hmm. Novak's given a bit of a uh, – he given a nudge. Well, he didn't absolutely flog it, but he, he's nudged it. And 
he's hit as soon as you hit one of the ball per, ball lines people, that's it. In the rules, you're um you're disqualified. So it just they've got to have those that strict line. Um, and he knew it. as soon as he hit up, he he knew what was what was happening. Mm. Um, mm. so and yeah, it just adds to what we spoke about last week, James, about the perception of Novak now amongst the other two. As we said last week, he'd probably go past the other two with titles, but I think the perception is people are going to rate him below them, not not because of his tennis ability, but because of his other antics, I suppose. So, mm. Yeah, yeah. You've always been a fan, Joel. Yeah, I've never been able to cop the bloke, to be honest. Um, made that no hidden secret. And I, uh, I love what Nick Kyrgios put out on the old tweet. Yeah. He threw up a poll, how many years would I have got, 10, 20 or 30? And uh, I think that's just about right too. They've sort of, um, it's sort of swept under the carpet pretty quick for old Nolle. They've just binned him from the comp and he just took his medicine and went off into the sunset. But I think uh, had it have been someone like Kyrgios, you'd never hear the end of it. So mm. it's, just, um, it's just a mark Boy, of the bloke. I reckon he's just an absolute wanker. <laughs> Steve, anything different? Oh, I'll tell you why, it's a bit harsh. He's given a, a, a ball a clip. If it misses her, he's, he's got off scot free. And uh, if she had the uh, the nouse to duck it away, and... <laughs> <laughs> she would have one in at 220 coming off the racket to off a serve or anything like that. They're good, quick enough to move out when the serve comes to them. Just, you know, how more of them don't get hit is beyond me. Yeah. And then rocking it down that 260k an hour. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a little duck and wave. You can dodge a ball, you can dodge a ring. Hey, Steve, I tell you what didn't help Novak. I tell you what didn't help Novak was the reaction of her. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, look, it's obviously against the rules, but. Jeez, was there that much in it? He was, wasn't even looking at her. Give it a clip. Hit a flush, but um, I reckon it's a bit harsh for the fella. That's, maybe, maybe that's why it is because it's the skills of the bloke. He wasn't even looking at her. He meant to hit her and just give her a clip, you know? Like, that's that's the skills of the man. Good But, uh, um, yeah, if it, um, geez. If, so what, if it hit her in the knee or hit her in the foot, same thing. She's, he's out. Well, that's what I mean. So that's why yeah, I posed the question. Interesting. Line, yeah. Mm. Oh, I reckon it's a bit. I a bit hard done by actually. I'll I'll joker. So if you oh, turn nuts. one up and pelted it at her like you do when you, your brother beats you or something like that, then um, fair enough. But I don't think there's much malice in it. So mm. right, mm. thoughts on that. The other topic you wanted to talk about, guys in the NBA. So the Bucks, they're gone. They've been ousted in the second round. They were favourites, weren't they, to win the? Yep. to win the NBA championship. At least they were red hot to win the East. They've gone out spectacularly. They, were, they well, 4-1. They've been beaten by the Miami Heat. I know Giannis went down for the last game and a half. So Southern, Southern Hotel shot clock. Two things, the Bucks. what happened? And two, what happens to Giannis now? And he had a lot of speculation of where he'll end up. Will he stay in Milwaukee, et cetera, et cetera? Um, and obviously a lot of the thought pattern around it was, well, if they go very deep this season and, and potentially all the way and win it, that might convince him to stay. Plenty of teams that are lining up in the Giannis sweepstakes. So, Steve, what do you make of it? What's what's going to happen? 
last year, they, they, they needed to put another piece around him, another stud or another guard. Like Chris Middleton, he puts up okay numbers, but he's trash when it comes to the big games. He, he doesn't He was huge up. in the fourth, mind you. Yeah, when he stepped down. No, yeah, Giannis yeah. was a support role player. They just didn't put the pieces around him, and they're going to – I suppose it goes back to like Shaq in Orlando days when they didn't put the pieces around him and they lose lose a superstar. They, like he'll go for sure now, I reckon. So if they could have um, added a piece or added a puzzle there, give him some more assistance. But, um, yeah, I think he'll go. But, like, yeah, they just – they had a whole heap of role players around him, but and that's not good enough in the NBA at the moment. So if no. you don't have a couple of studs, so it'd be interesting to see where he goes. So, but you reckon he's done? He's out? Yeah, I'd say that'll probably do him there. Like, there's only a short window for these guys, and like, it's only a matter of time before Absolutely. the next superstar comes up behind him before he he's he's at the elite of the game. Like, he'll always be there and thereabouts, superstar. But um, when you got guys like LeBron, and there's so much freakish talent out there, like if you don't maximise your opportunity and you waste two or three seasons rebuilding, he won't want to rebuild or do anything like that, which they need to do. They've blown up the playoffs the last couple of years in the same fashion. Um, so he'll, he'll go where he can win, I'd say. And in all, in all due respect, like huge from Jimmy Butler and the Heat, and they had a really balanced scoring oh. across the board, but they're, they're not going to win a championship, Miami. Like no, but they're a red hot chance now to get through to a um hundred percent final series. Yeah, like they're gonna end up playing a Boston or someone in the final. Boston or East Toronto. Final. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So and the, and the thing is with that, you know, like how much has their confidence grown with, with the win? You know what I mean? Like they win the first round, then they roll in to beat the Bucks. Like mm. they'd be sky high now. And belted you know, them, like, as I said. We're, we're talking, that, that's the thing. We're talking about like, oh, have they got it? No, they probably won't win. They bloody well could. Mm. Yeah, like they're just—it's been a, a great success story. Jimmy Butler, obviously, going to Miami and and what it sets up there. So, but yeah, what do you reckon, Troy? What do you make of the Bucks, Giannis? Oh, I'm just interested to see what have the Bucks got options to to get another stunt? Like that's what they've got to do. They've got to, to keep him. They've got to throw something on the table with look. This is who we're getting. Like this is who we're gonna. Mm. Approach because if they don't, as Steve said, he's gone. He, he's gone for sure. So they're going to make him all the promises, aren't they? Yeah. So I'm just interested to see what the Bucks react with here. That's going to be the biggest thing. So, um, how about some of the other comments during the week about Giannis being a Pippin, being being Robin out of <laughs> yeah. Batman and Robin? Stephen interesting. Said he's just not a he's not a superstar dominant. He's not, yeah, well, he's a Pippin, as I said, he, he, who needs a Jordan. Mm. I don't know about that, but, well. Where's he going to land? Who, who's got the, like, who's got all the chips and who's going to make the big play? For, you know I mean? Everyone, everyone's going to want him. I thought that, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's where he lands, but, I mean, again, they, they are the team that has the most, still at this stage of the, of the, the game. Best trade bait for them. They've got mm. the number two pick. They, they, they can send the number two pick, Andrew Wiggins. They've got, a, they've got another high pick from some other team for next year. So you can send the number two yeah. pick in the draft this year, Andrew Wiggins, add a few other pieces along there as well, add in another draft pick, another early first-round draft pick, draft pick for next year, all for, for Giannis. Like, they can they – can, Would the that Bucks, be enough if, to get him, do you reckon? Well, if the Bucks – well, if he says to Milwaukee, I'm going, because he's still got mm. a year to run on, his, on his contract. Yeah, so yeah. if he says, I'm out, they, 
they have to trade him. So they, they'll be finding the best package that they can for themselves. And and, and then in Seattle, sort of tends to happen in the NBA, they they probably, you know, that they, they're geared right now to win a championship and they've failed. So they either are going to have another crack at obviously winning one next year if they can keep him. And as Steve said, add some pieces or otherwise it's just basically blow up, start again. And how do you do that? Get rid of expiring contracts and, and get some draft picks. And that's what, <laughs> and that's what, as I said, that's why Golden State still, despite obviously all the injuries and dramas they had this season, not even making making it to the, the play-in, they've, we all know obviously that their, you know, their, their, their time on the outer is minimal. So that that that's the one that presents the best scenario, I, it, in my opinion, and I'm not a genius for saying that. That's just probably an obvious, I guess. But I, I don't know where else is he going to. What, what other options are there? If anyone's out there googling or whatever, will you? Be, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of rumours about who who they'll, they'll all have a crack. Like Philadelphia yeah. could be another option. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you know. Because they're looking at obviously saying, okay, same thing. What we've had is not quite working here, so they need to make changes. Mm. And they've got some. Who do they get rid of? Who do they get rid of? But do they do they hang on to Simmons or do they hang on to Embiid or you know? What sort of what sort of mean? So don't know, don't know. So we're there's no chance he stays. Oh, I, hope, well, I reckon he might. I reckon, he, I reckon he might. He seems like a pretty loyal dude, but I just think that. Like you said, they're going to have to blow it all up and get some and make some promises and get some people around him. Um, Tell you what, if he goes through, him. if he goes through and, uh, and and gets a championship over the next in the next couple of years with it now, it's worth its weight in gold for him. But yeah, I just I just don't know whether it'll be there. It'd, it'd be lovely. It'd be great to see him stay and mm. get another piece there. And I, I hope for Milwaukee that he does stay. Yeah, because you because seriously, and I as I said, I like Golden State. But like that just blows up the NBA again. Yeah, right. The comp. Yeah. Imagine they end up. Imagine they end up with him. It'd be frightening. Frightening. He'd just be playing Steph, shooting threes, and him just picking up the scraps and smashing it on. Or just imagine. Imagine. Well, that's one of things. Like you said, Steve. What are that? What's he need around him? Shooters. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Shooters. They, those two go right. Fair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it needs. Okay. But it, I, I don't disagree with you. See what you said about Middleton, but as I said, I, and I haven't watched much of them to really make it. I guess a judgment on a number of games. But Middleton was huge for them in the fourth. He he he's the one that basically ensured they didn't get swept. He was massive, and and the commentary I often know was Mark Jackson or someone whoever he said. Um, right after he said, "Mama, there goes that man," as he does all the time. He, he commented along the line that when Giannis comes back, they need Middleton. That Middleton, not the Secondary Middleton to every night. Sorry, Steve, you go. Yeah. No, you just, yeah, not consistent enough. And then you got Brooke Lopez in the center. Yeah. Like, gee, scary. And Eric Bledslow running the point. I was like, oh, big Eric's come up with nine points or something, two, two, two assists, something today. Good, good from your point guard in 40 minutes. Hmm. So they've just, how did, they've, go, how did it go with the Mavericks jumping in the Mavs setup? He'd be good if you could slap him with a good point guard and run a two-man game or something. 100%. Right, no one Chris, Paul might be, Chris Paul might be available. Well, the, yeah, that's the, that, the, there you go. That's the sort of thing they've probably got to chase, but whether they can yeah. or not. Mm. You know, who who have they got or what have they got that's going to – I'm assuming Paul's still contract with Oklahoma for a while. I don't know what the scenario yeah, is there. Yeah. And, like, and what, what free agents are out there? 
No idea. Carmelo? No, I don't know. That. You know, I just I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know who's who's out there. I think there's more obviously they're looking at the next year free agent batch, which is headlined, of course, by Giannis. So but anyway, it'd be, be really interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see what happens with be interesting to see what happens with with Milwaukee, but uh, they've whimpered out. What of, I was, uh, um, what I was gonna say there before was that um, they never really come back though from the corona stuff. You know, like once the season sort of come to a screaming halt, then like they were flying, and then mm. once it sort of resumed, they were sort of they couldn't get going again. Yeah, true. It might, but it might have been a season like what might have been for them too. You know, and and look, look, that unlikely that they. Well, I suppose Giannis has gone down. They were down. Were they down? Sorry, three. Yeah, three out when he's and he's gone down halfway through that game, and he. He was he had eighteen on eight of ten shooting or something just before halftime, whatever it was when he went down. So without him, though, no hope. Obviously, with him, they probably were very, very, very slim hope down three zero. Not even home away bubble, whatever it is. Yeah, damn hard to come back with three zero down. So, um, but yeah, Miami advance. Right, let's look at the Southern Hotel shot clock. We'll take a break on the semi pros. Coming up next, we're going to have a look at Hogan's Family Jewelers Rocks and Diamonds of the Week. Hi guys, Father's Day is fast approaching and we've got the perfect gift in store right here for you. The Adena Country Master range is the perfect gift for the rugged Australian lifestyle. Adena is an Australian owned and operated watch company located in Brisbane. All of the watches come with a two year warranty and a sapphire crystal glass, ensuring they're quality built and they'll last the test of time. I've personally been wearing Adena watches for 15 years and I've seen farmers wear them for up to 30 years under the harshest conditions and they've only stood the test of time and proven themselves time and time again. If you're after a quality watch at an affordable price, you don't need to look any further, Adena is the perfect brand for you. This Father's Day, Adena have generously discounted the selected range of Country Master watches. So spoil your father this Father's Day with $50 off a Country Master Adena watch. Hogan's Family Jewelers, Rocks and Diamonds. So uh, we look at the highs, the lows, and we'll also try and find you a few winners. So you can, what have we lost one? I know, he's coming back. So Rocks and Diamonds, thanks to Hogan's Family Jewelers. Rock of the week. Righto. What are we rocking this week? Troy, kick us off. Um, I'm going to rock the Aussie T20 team. Yeah. We've gone over to... We've gone over to England and gone down 2 1. Should have won the first game. Chasing 160, brought none for nearly 100, and we've collapsed four for, four for nine. But it's an ongoing thing with the Aussie T20. We've never been good at T20 cricket. We've always bombed out of World Cups. We've, we struggle to make even quarters in World Cups for, for T20. Um, it's just something that we haven't mastered. We've always been very strong in Test cricket and. Unbelievably strong in one day cricket, but T20 we just haven't got the right mix um, as yet, and it looks like we still haven't got it. So yeah, you know, in a series we probably should have uh, probably should have really won that series. We, we've come home, yeah. we're going to come home with a loss on it. Um, Mitch Marsh yeah, saved so, us from a yeah, Mitch, Mitch Steve's mate got us home in the third one. Yeah, so. Is it? Do you reckon? Like that, it's like have a go at cricket. So they think they need to get a whole new team in there. Why not keep the one day skill set? If you can bowl in a one day, you can bowl in twenty twenty. Vice versa, you can bat. Like they've got a whole new team, just basically in and out there. So yeah, I'm, just, like, I'm the same as you. I look at the team and you look at it and go, that just doesn't look right. Like the setup that we we that we have. Hmm. Um, 
don't know. Like, we just... It's like La Bichain, I think they were talking. I don't know if he played. I didn't follow the series at all. But they were talking about, oh, maybe we pick him or give him a go because he come out and pumped someone in a, in a practice game or whatever. I was like, yeah. If you're a good bat, you're a good bat, you can hit a boundary. Exactly. You with it. Like, why wouldn't he play? He's one of the probably top three batsmen in the world at the moment. Exactly. And he's not good enough to make your top six playing in the 2020. Like, it's he just had 100 off 50 it. balls, mate, in that warm-up game. Warm-up game. 100 off 50 in the, you know, the all-Aussie game, 100 off and, 50 balls. Yeah. And I agree with Steve, what Steve's saying, and, and that's why they said he was a chance of getting thrown in, as Steve said, not because of – the fact that he's probably one of the top three batsmen in the world, it's all of a sudden like, oh, geez, how look, how look how he's gone in the old possibles versus probables. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's someone bowling a cricket ball and you hit it, like whether it's a test match or thing like that, this is overcomplicating it. I think you have to have a special skill set to play 2020. It's not rocket science. Yeah, if, no. you're, if you're in form, you're that's in form. What, you can play any form. Yep. I'll lose interest in the 20 because I only just follow the test stuff because – you don't know who's playing what. You've got a different captain. You've got a different everything. Yeah. Don't like, surely, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. I just can't follow it. He's probably a prime example than Dave Warner. If there ever was a bloke that, that you thought was just a ready-built 2020 player, well, yeah, when he first started out, he, that yeah. 2020 special was him. Now he's – does he even play 2020? That's what I mean. He's, you don't know who's doing what. So, oh, yeah, but no. He's not a 2020 batsman anymore. Who, who's the captain of the 2020? That's what I Finch. mean. Crazy. Finch. Yeah, Finch does the white balls. Who does the 2020 and the 50 over stuff? But well, does um, it make much of a difference? Like, you know what I mean? Like captain and like 50 over and a test match. Like, oh, yeah. The captaincy is a bit different in 20 over to 50 over. Um, but, um, but, like, it's all cricket at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. captain, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's it, like, why wouldn't you just have this is the Australian captain? You know what I mean? And he just plays all formats. Oh, I can see play that you your captain in Test match career could be, you know, when you got your likes of back in the day when Mark Taylor and Steve Warren, that they they probably wouldn't have adapted. I can see that, but I can see your fifty over and twenty over captain's going to be been the same. Yeah, yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So Aussie cricket team rock of the week, Steve. Who are you rocking? Phil Girls. Chat. Trent Barrett, he should uh, backflip on the Bulldogs yeah. when he came out and Good said point. that. Like, oh, good. And he's piped up today. What did he um, he, he come up with saying, oh, something about trying to he, – he's conniving to make sure Griffin never got another job after the Panthers sort of thing in the NRL. Like, yeah. He's just and not. Like, why, why, <laughs> he sticks his head in, has that much opinion on things. Like, now he's – I think he's gone to the – Warriors, didn't he, with the Brown deal? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What's it to him if Barrett does it? Like, why? And why would Barrett listen to him? Oh, geez. Oh, right. I guess you reckon that. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'll renege on the uh, three year deal exactly. that I Like, oh, Gus, mate. He, he just, I, th I think he might have just faded into a bit of uh, irrelevance for a little while. He's trying to get himself back on the. Uh, Back on the big picture. So, um, but yeah, the, the less you hear of Gus, normally the better. So, um, mm. probably is a smart fellow when it comes to footy when he stays in his lane, but he just can't stay in his lane. Yeah, good that's on. the thing, too. That I saw something from him the other, the other day, you know, like when you're on Facebook and you get caught in a rabbit hole and you just watch about a thousand videos and somehow I popped up watching what's he on that 100% NRL or something that comes on like Monday mm. nights at midnight yeah. or something. Yeah, anyway, yeah. some like it was some grab off that. And, they're like, oh, so what do you want to do, Gus? So he's in the media, 
like he obviously with Channel Nine, and he he, he works for the NRL. He's um. Valandis oh, yeah, is getting him. A, he's like making him a job or something, trying to promote the game over in the islands and that. So now he's with New Zealand Warriors, doing whatever he's doing there. Like he's like you said, Steve, just tries to make himself relevant wherever he can fit. Mm. And then he was going to be a player agent, player manager. Or... That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't, yeah. Anyway, yeah, good point. And then I, I saw that. It might have been a different article, Steve, but the same thing. He was sort of they were, when they're talking about Griffin and they're saying that he conspired, obviously, to not see Griffin get the job. And he came out and said, Oh, Griffin's been out there bad mouthing me for years. Yeah. So, yeah. To be schoolyard, schoolgirl sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly right. Exactly right. Anyway, what, um, Joel, who are you running with? Um, Dazun, D A Z N. They're the um, broadcast. Uh, they're like the live stream broadcast that yeah. announced that they were signing everyone on sixty billion dollar deals and things like that with the, with the boxing and taking them the world over with everything like that. Um, today in America, massive news: Canelo's filed a Canelo. lawsuit. So Canelo Alvarez, the the, the ginger head Mexican, who's the biggest superstar in boxing right now, uh, he hasn't had a fight since last year, and it's all because of this mob. Um, him and the, his promoters, they can't work out who he's going to fight and when they're going to fight and what they're going to fight for. They promised him um, something like 35 or $45 million per fight, and he has to fight twice a year. So on Cinco de Mayo, which is like the, the May weekend for the, the Mexican anniversary, and once in September. So he has to have two fights a year as a prize fighter. Is it 300 or 300-something $300 million dollar deal over 10 fights, James, I think it was, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, crazy. he's now suing him for two hundred eighty million, saying, "Well, and, and seeking a stay so that he can fight with another promotional company on another network, just so he can fight." He's saying, "I'm hamstrung here. I can't do anything. I'm the best in the world. I want. I just want to fight anyone I can, anytime for my fans and my promoter and my network agency, who are supposed to be paying me all this great money, aren't paying me a cent because I'm not even fighting." Hmm. So they can be my rock. Old Dizun promised him the world and they gave him an atlas. Well, I'm on a – I thought you might have going to take my job. But I'm on a boxing theme as well now, and I'm really keen on some opinion on this from you guys. And the main reason I say that is because I just – you guys have played sport a lot higher level than I ever have, ever will. And, and, and just what you talked about before, Steve, getting back in that, that team environment. So Glenn rushed – Right, I don't know if anyone's seen this. He came out and did a big. He joined. He was on a podcast, Standing Eight podcast, with Matt, uh, with Ben Damon and, and Jeff Fenning. And anyway, if you haven't seen it, it's fifty five minutes. It goes quite a while, but have a look. So, but this is my concern. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. Regardless, should he have thrown the towel in? Can he train? I'm not interested in that. What I find unbelievable, again, as I said, and I'm talking about this from a. You know, you guys know the inner sanctum of being involved in a team. What stays? What happens behind closed doors? Staying behind closed doors, etc. Well, you, you know, you you ride through the good and the bad. Well, Glenn, in this interview, I just like George just hit the ground. He's so we all know what happened. Jeff Horn's been beaten. There's all different stuff that's occurred. Why he got beat or how it happened, etc., etc., etc. Glenn Russian's come in for a hiding in terms of because he should have done this and he shouldn't have done that. But anyway, Russian's just come straight out and basically thrown the lot of them under the bus. Yeah. 
not no look at me. This guy did this and that guy did that and Jeff wouldn't do this and Jeff I told Jeff this, but he wanted to do that. The Chris Muckett, the guy that's from Toowoomba area actually, from cut his teeth down at Gatwick strength and conditioning coach. Basically threw him under the bus saying he said that he was ready for this performance and the science and the recovery and all this sort of stuff. And I was right, Jeff wouldn't spar hard. Um, I begged him to do this. Um, Everyone else in the corner, basically, you know, just, it was just, he just, I just couldn't believe it. And I just kind of thought, if you, like, if you were a teammate, so if you were Jeff Horn or these other guys, like you bag, Basically, you saw a job bag, a lot of them, like Adam Copland, who he basically said, you know, he shouldn't have even been on the apron. He got knocked out earlier. His fight should have been just – he's just given it to everyone, essentially, in, in, in Glenn's way that he's done it. And I, again, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and he is sort of in charge of that. But I just don't understand why post the fight you'd, you'd, you'd do it, like why you'd throw them all under the bus and stuff like that. Like I just, I just feel like if – you're involved in any sort of sport as a team and things like that, the certain things, wouldn't you just blew about it behind closed doors if you like? That's fair enough. But to come out that, just... That's his style. Remember when he got beat against um, Zarafa? It was, oh, Jeff, he's eating too much pizza. He was doing this, he was doing that wrong. And then when he got beat against... He's always doing these ones, the old first <coughs> point, and then he did it and, you know, all that sort of jazz. Like... like Obviously got no insight whatsoever. And that's what it showed in that interview from, from my perspective. I'm glad you rocked him for it because I rocked him a couple of – I think it was my last appearance on here and I was half tempted to go again on it after what I watched on that. Absolute no insight, has he? But, like, Troy, how would you feel like you're playing for Australia and he's got beaten, things things weren't exactly quite right and he's just come out and said, oh, the captain wouldn't do this and, you know, the coach or the – you know, just blank, just – it was just – it was seriously – I don't – as I said, I don't understand it. I mean, I, if you do it behind closed doors and it's a private meeting and you just basically rip shreds off everyone, you know, you should have done this and you didn't do that and I told you so and it should have been this, so be it. But to come out and in his first sort of public appearance explaining this situation, just as I said, literally go, yeah, here, boys, so here's the bus and lie down there and he's just yeah. – and then jump behind the wheel and drive out. Oh, I, I, it was – I don't understand oh, I don't it. Think, I don't see how the best question – the, sorry, before you go on, Troy, the best question that they asked him, it was Jeff Fennick he, when he said that, you know, so you talk about this committee, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, mate, the buck stops with you. You're the head trainer, aren't you? So why don't you pull them up? Like when they were doing all this, you know, all the, all the rest of it, why don't you just pull them all apart then and say, listen, I'm the coach. You do this, you do that, and this is how it's going to be. Hmm. Isn't that the answer? How do they move forward from that? that they can't. That's if, no, if, can't. Look, yeah, I, exactly. I hope you retire. I hope you retire. You're done. We, like, we, like, in teams I've been involved with, with Aussie setups and that, we've, we've had every now and then you're going to come across something like that. Like we weren't mm. the same, but we had of something course. similar. It's and in our circumstance, it's, you know, that's the inner sanctum. You step out of that. It's, well, you're gone. It's NTA. You, you, you never tour again. You're, you're finished. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And it's, and as you, as Joel said before, the buck stops with the coach. And that's what our coach always said. Like it, it he took it upon himself. It was if something's going wrong. It's the coach. I'll look after it. I'll take it. I'll take the rap. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Rushton, he's going the opposite. Instead yeah. of taking as, it, as he, you, he's deflecting it. The, the, the prime example, Troy, is when um, your man Anthony Seabolt yeah. walked away from the Broncos. He, he did. He could have done them ones easily. Yeah. He could have easily yeah. done the old. 
Old mate sit beside me, he wouldn't do this. And, you know, Brody Croft, he couldn't play, he couldn't do this, you know. He could have easily done that. But yeah. he just took it on the chin and said, we're in a results-driven business. I'm the coach. The buck stops with me. We weren't getting results. That's the end of it. And, yeah, great you know, example. Whether or, not there was, whether or not there was anything else behind it in terms of, Which there know, would have been, which we all 100%, know. 100%. But, but regardless, regardless, he could have easily done it. It was yeah. a press conference. He could have easily done it. Yeah. I, and look, look at what the rugby league coaches do. Like That's why Bennett and Bellamy, they're so good, is when there's something like that, they deflect it in the media. They deflect it every yeah. time. They'll, they'll take a hit for one of their players. They'll, they'll take a hit themselves. They do it mm. regularly, whereas <laughs> Russians just If you get a chance, out. watch it. Even if you don't watch the whole – you don't need to watch the whole yeah, 55 yeah. minutes, trust me. <laughs> you can if you like, but which I did. And I, as I said, I just couldn't take my eyes off it, to be honest. But oh, didn't you, you watch the whole thing? 10 minutes – Hundred percent from go to way. I couldn't. I was just sitting there. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe. Although you said you didn't playing. watch it. Yeah, no, yeah, I, no, I was well, in track too. Yeah, have a, as I said, I, I just don't. I can't. I don't know. I just can't work it out. I, I, <laughs> as I said, take everything out of. Should he throw in the towel? Did can he train? Can't he train? Whatever. But I, I just really. I sat there watching it, and I think I said. I said. I feel so sorry for Jeff Horn. Like he's just sort of been battered from pillar to post. Well, one, he got beat soundly in the fight. Yeah, it's possibly the end of his career, whatever you want to say about that. But then he's, yeah, all of this stuff, like he's saying, you know, Jeff wanted to, you know, Jeff wouldn't train hard like he used to, you know, and I'd ask him to spar hard and he wouldn't spar hard. He was too involved with this Chris Muckett and the science and, the you know, the recovery and the, and, you know, when he basically, again, threw Muckett straight under the bus, didn't he? Chris Muckett said to me he's primed for the performance of his life. His heart rates this. He slept well. You know, he, he, I, just, I tell you what, the only bloke he didn't bag was Jeff's brother, Ben. Ben. He said he's yeah. with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Born at 2.0. Has he, always, has he always been perceived as a bit of a douche? Like he just... Oh, Troy, I think, yeah, I, well. You got some wild style, I suppose, like anything, when this is this is sport or life, when the going is good, going good, yep. <laughs> and, but then yeah. when the wheels start to fall off slightly and a few things sort of, like Joel Latest, just remember, so it's it's a lot, probably like horse trainers. If a horse trainer's going really good all of a sudden, everyone wants to have their horse with them. So Glenn Rushton sort of, no one had sort of heard of him. And I say that in all due respect. And then he, then you know, and we saw Jeff Horn come through. Next minute, everyone seemed like everybody was leaving their trainer, and they were training with Glenn Rushton. Dennis Hogan, you know, went across to that side. Joel Camilleri, another one who was there for a while. Michael Katsidis was there for a while. Cameron Hammond, switch camps, yeah. was there. Uh, Andrew, look, like he, he all of a sudden had this massive stab. Dennis Hogan, as I mentioned before, but he's jumped out again so but just yeah I, I i think he's always been perceived as being a little bit left to center but but again oh the only thing i'll say to it is come back to it at the end of the day he's trained a bloke to an olympics and to win a world title yeah. and to win the biggest arguably possibly the biggest win ever by an aussie boxer that'll probably go in history stadium show fifty thousand people yeah. suncorp stadium rolls over bowls over um, a Hall of Fame living legend to win a world title. So can't take that away from the bloke. But <laughs> life's great, greatest mysteries, I reckon. 
<laughs> but like for him to go through to go through all that with with his with his man with Jeff, and then to do this at the end of it, that's the thing. That's, that's what they've right. been through. They've been through so much together over the years, and then to pretty much just throw him under the bus now. You've got to protect him, and exactly. He's obviously, he's probably going to be closer to time, isn't it? You want to see him go out the way he should go out, and what, not like that. But like, yeah, what yeah, he what he should have been, what Joel said before, in my opinion. What he should have been doing now is deflecting all of the blame off Jeff or any negativity off Jeff, taking it himself and talking about the amazing achievements of, of everything that Jeff Horn has done in his career and saying now it's up to him if he wants to fight again or not. Yeah. Not not coming out. I just, as I said, I just can't. It was the same, you know, I would, would have thought that maybe he would have, Stopped, as you said, Joel, after the first fight with Zarafa, like, you know, when he said you can't be eating pizza and drinking Coke and, and that's basically, you know. Like you I'm surprised Horn took him back fight. then. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, if it was me, mate, no chance he'd be in my corner the next fight after he come out and just publicly shamed him like that. Honestly. I'd love to hear from And you look like the biggest sore loser. You look like the biggest sore loser when your coach is sitting there doing them ones, don't you? Making yeah. up every excuse yeah. under the book. Mm. Yeah. And even an example of that when he was doing that, remember Horn even sort of interjected that after Zarafa and said, "That's not why I got beat. Take nothing away from Michael Zarafa. He was better yeah. man." Blah blah. Yeah, I, I'd love to hear from Jeff. I. But he's too Jeff too humble. He, he he wouldn't do that to Glenn. Exactly. He wouldn't do that to him. He would say, "Oh mm. yeah, maybe I was." You know, oh well, that's just life. You know, like that's what he's like. Yeah, but I yeah. Seriously, if you're watching, you get a chance. Have a look at it. Mm. Have a have a look at it. It's tell us what you think. Have a look. Anyway, that's my uh, <laughs> rock of the week, diamond of the week. What have we got on a positive note? We'll see if we can find a winner or two this weekend as well. Steve, what's your, okay. who's your diamond of the week? The forgotten sport, Queensland Reds, absolutely flying, carving up yep. the. Uh, Whatever they call it, the Aussie Conference. If I don't know if there's another name for it now that, now that they don't have to play all the good teams from New Zealand, they're looking like superstars. <laughs> Only beat what's in front of you. So um, yeah, they got a touch up from the Waratahs there a few weeks ago. That might have been the wake up call they got. So got uh, snuck home in a tight one against the Brumbies on the weekend and uh, sit atop of the uh, the conference. So I'm not sure he's uh, a massive fan there. And, Avid uh, Reds jersey purchaser, so he'd be, <laughs> he'd be absolutely over the moon with the way the Reds are going. So uh, we might have to go another game, mate. Yeah. Who's, your, who's your first try scorer that you always back down there? Oh, the winger. Parana, Parana. That's right. Who? Pereira. Story for another show, Pereira. mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Right. No, Seriously, good. No, but good call. Good. In terms of the, the Reds going great guns. Troy, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go the Demon, Alex Demonor. Yeah. Obviously with all the the fiasco going over there on the US Open with, with Novak, a um, few people probably don't realise we've still got an Aussie that's going through the going through the card there. So he, um, he's got through to the, the quarters. He's got his quarterfinal tomorrow. I think it's around 10 o'clock um, Aussie time tomorrow morning. Um, he's got a tough one. I think he's got he's up against um, Zero, if I'm pretty sure, um, who would now be close to favourite for the 
for the comp. I think he's about the third or fourth seed somewhere in there. Um, yeah, if he's playing, what's that, mate? Whoever's playing second favourite. Uh, okay. Yep. So, um, yeah, but uh, no, yeah, but he, he showed a bit the last last summer, last one or two summers out mm. here, and the last, I think last year he might have got to the fourth round at the US as well. And now he's he's gone through the quarters and. It's just one of those years, isn't it? COVID. Anything can kind of happen at the moment, and yep, who knows? He's like, he's like a little Leighton Hewitt, I suppose. He he's uh, he's quite he's smaller than most of the blokes he comes up against, but chases everything down and has got a will to win. So yeah, hopefully he can propel the Aussie tennis um, going into uh, into next year as well. The demon, the demon Alex Demonal, Joel. Speaking of small little blokes, this fella and his brother will fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. Talking of uh, Jason Maloney, he's just announced, I think it was yesterday or today, that he's fighting probably the biggest puncher in boxing at the moment, I reckon, the monster, uh, Iwanui from um, Japan. And these fellas, they're like Bantamweights or, or um, Superfly, I think they are, between him and his Jockeys. brother, they're twins. Yeah, they're small little dudes, but man, they can fight. And... Hat off to him because, and that's what he came out and said: to be the best, you got to beat the best. And fair dinkum, the set of pills on the fella going over there to fight him, mate. No one wants to fight him. No one. Everyone's stepping out the way for this bloke, and he's just he's this little old Aussie from his trains down there at the Tweed and just threw his hand up and said, "Give us a go over here." <laughs> yeah, good. Jason Maloney, yeah, what a legend. Yep. Oh, I like Excellent. those boys, Andrew and Jason. Very humble boys, and they can really they can really fight too. So can fight. Love Absolutely. a good scrap. Mine um, this week, Sonny Bill Williams. I don't know what he did on the field. He played about two minutes, didn't he, last week? So mm -hmm. probably could have rocked him for that, actually. But because of – talk, talk about impact in terms of coverage, in terms of uh, interest, the, the interest around Sonny Bill Williams back in the NRL and, and you know, people question why they – you know, why they allowed him back in, et cetera, et cetera. But they did a little, uh, as they tend to do here when you forecast sort of things or what, what the value is worth. So if you're putting a dollar value on Sonny Bill Williams in terms of the exposure, so that's he had 17,000 mentions in the media in the lead up to the game this week. So that quantifies in the region. So in terms of Dollar value, so promotion for the game, so media value, cross print, digital, radio, and television. Did you see how much? 30, 30 million. million. Yeah. 30 million. Mm. So, you know, love him, loathe him, think it's a joke, think it's the rooster's salary cap sombrero, all the rest of it. The interest the bloke generates, and at the end of the day, market dictates, doesn't it? So, people want to hear about him, people want to. Seem isn't he not even playing this weekend? Did he not even make the 17? Did I read that as well? Isn't he? I thought he'd be playing for sure. Get another 15 or so out of him. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, so exactly. Like, as you're saying, mate, you're not hearing too many people whinge about it, are you? Because they know it's good, it's the best thing for our game at the moment in this COVID year is, is exposure, and that's what he's given the game, yeah. Yeah. He mightn't be in the team against your mob, Steve. That's who they play this weekend. He's an athlete too. Mm. Oh, got a fair rig on him, eh? Oh. <laughs> yeah, pressing. Where's he going to play? And they're all saying, oh, you're playing the middle, you know, as in the front row. Geez, you put a few of the big front rows like Georgie Rose, and that's a shame, wouldn't he? 
doesn't it show you Actually, sorry, he's, he's 17. He's named, he's number 17. He's playing. Apologies. But like for Sonny, the boys said the rig on him. Like he's pretty fit to a bloke. So he'd gone out and played 10 minutes and he was blowing. It shows you how yeah. good the game is now. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Righto. Semi pros, Hogan's Family Jewels, multi of the week. Winners? We got any? I was that confident mm. last week and I went under to Keep it again. something. Something new, blokes. No, it's, it's they're putting in the thirteen fifty this week. As I said, it's supposed to be wet there this week, though, so that'll help. Mm. But I wish they kept it in the twelve hundred. I would have doubled up. But what have we got? Multi of the I'll week. Who's on? Yep. I'm gonna go Flemington. Uh, where are we going? Race seven in the Maccabi Diva. A few coming back here. I'm gonna back uh, number four, Fierce Impact. So. Yep. Fierce impact, second up. You're getting 550 about at the moment. Uh, second up for five starts for two wins and a couple of placings. Um, up against a few coming back, like Vow and Declare and whatnot, are back in the race as well, getting ready for the a cup tilt, obviously. If you come back last week as well, but um, yeah, I think it'll be ready to win second up. What did I All say? Right. Number, what was it? Number four, fierce impact, 550. Fierce impact. Yeah. Steve, you got a winner? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. The, probably the, this this race will shape the whole spring. So in the run of the rows, we'll see why this was the best two year old last year. Would have won the slipper if they went down there. But on the road to the Everest, Queensland's pride and joy, Roth Fire. The, the, the thriller from Chinchilla. From the from the uh, run to the rows down in Sydney, and this is a cracking race. Oh, like, a change of a tip. <laughs> These ones, this crop of three-year-olds will go on to dominate throughout the sprint races throughout the uh, the spring. So just mm. get on them and Rothfire will donkey lick them. Mm. What price, mate? 440 Yep. What's favourite in the race? Farnan. 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 Yeah. Right, well, I better, I'll have to, thanks for that. I'll have to change my tip. That's all right. What were you going, James? North Pacific. Well, got to. Back to back to Jamie. Yeah, exactly. Best jockey that's ever lived. It's got barrier one. It can't go any worse than one wide. So something there. But yeah, no, Rothfire. Very, very interesting actually picking up that slot. So, but anyway, yeah, so right. So Steve's on that. So what do we got, Joel? Who are you running with? Mate, I'm skipping the boss's horse. Doom and race one, number six, Trang and Should be three from three, this thing. It missed the kick at uh, Ipswich, I think it was. And home late down the outside and just missing the second start for uh, old Sheezy. But um, barrier seven might be the only thing that might beat this horse. But Pat has taken three off. $3.10. <laughs> race one, number six, Doombin. Tranganoo. This thing will it, certainly go fast, that's for sure. I was talking to uh, Blair Gibson, one of the uh, people on Racing Nation. He's pretty keen on it this weekend, actually. So... Yeah. That adds to it. So get on I'll, out before those big boys get in. Yeah, yeah. I'll come up with uh, something at somewhere at um, Flemington. There we go. Race two. Actually, back this last start, it was really disappointing. So expect it to bounce back. And it is Flemington race two, horse five, Quay Quay. 
See if we can find it's not spelled. I'm pretty sure that's how they pronounce it anyway. So Quay Quay. Freddie Kersley, Matt Kamani in the saddle resume the other day. Um it was a fair run, but um yeah, I think it's better than that. I think it'll improve here. Seventeen dollars too. How good's that? Right, let's look at a semi-pros multi of the week. Right, so to wrap us up, uh, so Troy, the indoor boys play this weekend. Yeah, yes, they're going to back yep. up. They're going to play uh, Toomble, who got through the other semi. Toomble yep. down at down at Springwood this Saturday night. So yeah, if the boys can notch up and win there, then they get another crack at Strathpine in the GF. So all the best to them this weekend. Yeah. Okay, and then round one of the DDBBL said two o'clock. Captain Cook six, seven, and eight. So you can get along there and you can support all of the games. What are you guys on? Six, seven, eight. Which one? No eight. idea. Middle. No. Middle. Seven. Where are we? Seven in, in the middle. Righto. Seven. And then for those watching on our live stream, so Joel's got the newborn there. So there he is. Hey, when, um, can we organize a bit of a, a match up? When when do you when do you guys play Ada Care, Steve? Don't know. Mm. Have a look. <laughs> we'll get, so we can get your old man on the show. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could we could fire a few at him, I reckon. <laughs> the old Ada Care. What is he, Ada Care? What's his role? S- strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> Ass <What's> coach. He- <laughs> <laughs> That's a must. We've got to get him on here. We're still we'll ask him about a few days hard like pumping. We'll ask him about a few days hard like pumping stories. Yeah, three hour show. Right. <laughs> oh, this would be good. We'll definitely do that. Let me know when that when when that's on. We'll do I think that it's actually cool. I think it might be the day after Wheatwood. <laughs> the double header. Oh, how good! <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening. Look forward to it. That should be good, righto? So that's all. That's all coming up. But yeah, good luck to both you guys this weekend. Great to see you back out there with the Willow. Uh, may the best team win. We'll be out there to uh, support from the sidelines and see how you go. So that's all on this weekend. Get out and support some local. So there's plenty happening around the area. Pretty good time of the year to be out and about spring. So enjoy the weekend. Good luck, boys. Thanks for joining us on the semi-pros. We'll catch you again next week. Just, just about doing, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. The skull.